By the year 2015, there could be more than 15 billion devices and gadgets that can connect to the internet. Now that's more computational devices talking to each other than there are people on the planet. Now it's time to get a little dark and pessimistic and ask ourselves, what's the worst thing that could happen with those 15 billion devices? That's precisely the work that Tadayoshi Kono is doing in his lab at the University of Washington. He's imagining how future hackers and people with malicious intent could compromise all of those devices. Now that becomes interesting when you think about someone remotely hacking your smartphone. But it becomes downright chilling when you think about someone hacking your child's toy or the pacemaker in your chest. Today when people think about computer security, most people think about web servers and PCs. But in the future, people will need to think about cars and medical devices and children's toys and TVs and, you know, the, the power grid. What's an example, say, on the medical side of computer security and how it, how it will change? Medical devices, as you say, are becoming incredibly computerized. They have wireless connections. There's talk about people connecting their medical devices to their, their phones so that phones can monitor the state of their medical device. All this brings great opportunity in terms of improving healthcare and so on, but it creates the potential risk of someone compromising the state of that device. So in a laboratory setting, we demonstrated that at least one type of implantable cardiac defibrillator, which is like a pacemaker, is vulnerable to remote compromise. So wait a minute, so in your lab, you basically have hacked a defibrillator. You, you have hacked so, a pacemaker. So, so, so that's correct. We try to be you know, cautious because of the medical environment. And today, you know, I want to stress that the risk of patients today is extremely low. Sure. And if I needed one, I would have no problems getting one today. But in a laboratory setting, we did demonstrate that there is a potential. So let's take a look at cars. I think that's yeah. one of the things that we've talked about before, where that cars are becoming really computational devices that carry us around. Um, the cars are becoming incredibly computerized and have many wireless interfaces. Uh, remote interfaces. And in, in our laboratory setting, in collaboration with UC San Diego, we demonstrated things like the ability to call the car's phone number uh, and compromise the car during that call, install our own software on, on the car's computers, and thereby control uh, the critical components within the car, such as the engine and the brakes and so mm -hmm. on. So you, you're, you're basically, your lab's full of hackers and people who compromise so, technology. The, the, the people in the lab are incredibly skilled. There's a lot of work definitely on, on understanding the risks of future technologies. And one of the things is that, you know, again, we're trying to think five, ten years out, and it's very hard to know what are the risks actually going to be with future technologies and how can we address them. What inspires you to work out these scenarios, to look a couple generations out of where technologies are going and thinking about security. You know, I like to jokingly say, you know, we're trying to save the world, you know, and that, that's a joke, but, but in truth, uh, technology innovates incredibly rapidly, and without checks and balances, we might see technology heading in a, in, in a direction that initially looks very wonderful and provides a great, great set of functionality, but when we step back, we realize that, wait, you know, there are some risks that we hadn't thought about. When it comes to computer security, when it comes to security, what's the best thing that could happen? What for you is the best case scenario? In many cases in our environment, we see technologies or, or products that were traditionally purely physical or mechanical. It might be a child stuffed animal, it might be an automobile, it might be an elevator. It's purely mechanical. And then we see the next level trend where there's, these technologies start to talk with each other. People who are traditionally producing uh, purely physical products, they aren't conditioned to think about security yet. So, you know, the, the toy manufacturers and, and so on, they're not thinking about security yet. And so the best case scenario for me is that, you know, through science fiction prototyping and, and getting the word out, we have, you know, 
people who today make toys start thinking about security before they even begin to put the first chip mm -hmm. uh, in their new device. Mm -hmm.